The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The latest trends and hottest topics, love and sex, handled honestly and with passion. Here's Dr. Lori, CJAD 800. Coming up tonight on Passion, the Millennial Panel. We've got three athletes who will join us, three guys, all under 30, all in the fitness industry. These are guys that came together, opened up a training center in the West Island called 360 Punch, uh, where I've uh, been working out a little bit and uh, decided, you know what, these guys were inspirational and uh, brought them all in. It's going to be a lot of testosterone in this room coming up after 10.15, but first... Time to check out our inbox. Your calls and texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion now at 514-790-0800 or 514-800. Remember that you can always email me your questions, uh, Lori at drlori.com, and I'm happy to answer them at the beginning of every show. Uh, so here's one. I like wearing lingerie panties, stockings, skirt. Is that wrong or is it Okay. Uh, good question. Uh, when we talk about this, we call it either cross-dressing, transvestism. Usually, it's straight men, by the way, uh, who engage in this uh, in this particular fetish. And as with any fetish, it's not right or wrong. Uh, some men do enjoy this. It arouses them. It makes them feel good. Sometimes we don't know why it begins that way, uh, why this is a particular fetish that turns somebody on or a particular object that turns somebody on. As long as you're not hurting anyone, as long as you're not distressed by it, uh, and if you absolutely need to wear female clothing to be aroused, then I would say it may cause you a problem, especially if you're in a relationship, because your partner may not be comfortable with that. So uh, there's some negotiation that needs to uh, needs to happen. Although I've spoken to partners of uh, cross-dressers or people who enjoyed men who, who like to wear uh, women's undergarments, for example, who were fine with it and, and who um, allowed this fetish and, and indulged their partner in that fetish. So it's not a, again, it's not a right or wrong or healthy or unhealthy. Uh, it's only unhealthy when it interferes with one's life or some part of, of their life. My girlfriend started using the pill recently, and we are both in a long-term relationship, and neither of us have any sexually transmitted uh, infections or diseases. But I was wondering if the pill will stop pregnancy if I were to finish inside of her without a condom. I've heard that the pill has a higher chance of avoiding pregnancy than a condom, but I can't find many articles saying anything explicitly about finishing inside the girl without a condom. Obviously, the only 100% protection against pregnancy is abstinence. But the birth control pill has like a 99% chance of effectiveness when used properly. When it's not used properly, uh, th that's where the problems uh, occur. And the actual percentage is 92%, and that's due to not using it exactly as 
uh, prescribed. So if pregnancy is definitely not in your short-term plans in your relationship, obviously the more protected you are, uh, the better. But again, if used properly and as as directed, uh, the pill is better than only using um, a condom. So there are articles on uh, certainly um, Planned Parenthoods and uh, Sexuality and You uh, .ca online give you all kinds of information of different methods of birth control that you uh, that you can explore. Another question, one that uh, has come up several times: Why does my girlfriend have an odor? Simple question. So I'm not sure what you mean. Um, are you asking about an odor or a foul odor? Because those two are different things. All women have an odor, uh, a particular uh, smell. If the odor is unpleasant and it's like a, a strong, for lack of better words, fishy smell, it's usually a sign of, of a bacterial infection. They call, we call this bacterial vaginosis. Some women are prone to these infections. Some women really seem to be prone to those and get them quite a bit, and others may develop uh, that kind of infection as a result of the using antibiotics, for example, as a result of douching, uh, hormonal changes. I mean, those are some possible uh, causes. So basically, anything that changes the normal environment of the vagina, like the, the normal natural pH level of the vagina, can result uh, in an infection. But a foul odor is usually only one sign of an infection. Look, The person has to look for other signs. Is there itching, burning, irritation, a, a, a discharge that looks off that's not the regular um, uh, color? Of course, an unpleasant odor can also be due to poor hygiene. It can also be uh, due to a forgotten tampon, which is, uh, you can imagine, but it has happened um, where somebody forgets they have a tampon in and puts in another one, for example, and uh, that can be uh, dangerous. And another cause is um, there isn't a sexually transmitted infection called uh, trichomoniasis. And this STI, though, causes genital itching and pain uh, when you urinate. So there are other symptoms besides uh, simply a foul odor for there to be um, an infection. But if you're just talking about smell, that's uh, every every uh, woman has a, a natural uh, odor emanating from, from, the, uh, from the vagina. Uh, last question by email. I got this one, uh, or maybe not the last one. I used to be pretty buttoned up about sex. However, since coming to college, I've begun trying to figure out what I'm into. I've learned a lot in the process, but I'm still a bit confused about one thing. I keep trying to get into BDSM because I like the idea of being able to give control over to a dominant woman for an hour or so. But all of my attempts at getting into the community have been about inflicting pain or age play, or being someone's slave, which I'm not keen on at all. I just want to be able to sub for someone for a bit, maybe have them hold me down and take charge, but still have a relatively vanilla relationship with them otherwise. Is that weird? Is there a place in the community for someone like me? Uh, And any kind of advice would be helpful. Sounds to me uh, like um, you simply want some 
BDSM light, let's just say. And that's not weird at all. And by the way, I've, I've mentioned this, but uh, studies have shown that a, a really large portion of the population, almost half, has some interest in kink, whether practice, fantasy, or what have you. So um, I also don't think for this kind of uh, light, whether it's light bondage, light kink, I don't think you actually need to seek out the BDSM community for what you describe. Oftentimes in the BDSM community, yeah, you're right. It's, it may be a little more extreme is what you're going to find. Uh, so all you need really is the ability to express yourself sexually with a partner. Tell your partner uh, what you want. Let your partner know that sometimes you want her to take over sexually and tell you what to do. Uh, maybe you want to get specific with her. Maybe you want to tell her the kinds of activities you like, like uh, if you enjoy getting tied up, if you enjoy blindfolds, that kind of thing. But it's about that communication. So that's that's an important thing is that you've got to communicate. On the text board about uh, bacterial vaginosis, is it possible that having a sexual partner after a long period of no partner can trigger an infection? Um, I have not uh, heard that, actually, but it might be related to possibly a, a sexually transmitted infection. I'm not sure. So if you have that, if you have a, um, a vaginal infection, go see your gynecologist, your doctor, and get the proper medication that you need uh, to treat that. Coming up, the millennial panel... Relationships on the line. Connect with Dr. Lori now. 514-790-0800. Passion. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. Our millennial panel tonight, very excited. A little nervous. There's a lot of uh, testosterone in this room. I'm not sure how I'm going to cope with all of this. Uh, but three, we've got three guys here. <laughs> you can see if you're live on Facebook, they're all wearing uh, their gear. Uh, so three guys, all under 30. They're in the fitness industry. They came together. They opened up a uh, training center in the West Island called 360 Punch. Started going there. And I said, you know, these guys inspired me. So I said, you, you're mm. all millennials. You could talk about sex, right? Yeah, we're millennials. <laughs> yeah, we're millennials. You know, us older people talk about sex too. No, you don't. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, in studio with us, we have uh, Josh Goldman. He's a fitness and nutrition specialist. We have uh, Xavier Alawi, hey, who guys. is a professional MMA fighter. Uh, Matt Rosniak, who's a retired pro MMA fighter and a brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And all three are trainers at... Uh, at this this boutique fitness center, mm, you got it. that's like the right. new wave now. That's huh? the new boutique. wave, and we're right on it. Yeah, you yeah. Uh, you're right on that cusp. So yes, okay, we we're talking. Uh, the first topic I wanted to bring up because you're all athletes is I want to talk about steroids. Mm. I get questions like that from guys from bodybuilders, let's say, about the dangers of steroids. Yeah. Now I know that. Steroids can make people feel sexually more confident. It can boost sex drive, but it can also have the exact opposite of course. Um, effect, right? Because uh, they, it can weaken a man's sex drive, but it can also cause erectile problems. And um, the testicles shrink. 
Mm. Like people don't realize that. <laughs> so I don't know. In being in the fitness industry, do you see a lot of guys? I'm not gonna say do you see a lot of shrunken balls, but do you see a lot of guys <laughs> who are, talk about the effects of of steroids at all? Well, I um, I think I'll just start off by saying I used to not only have I spent my entire life in the fitness industry, I've also worked in supplement shops before. Ah, okay. Um, so rampant steroid use. So everywhere. Matt, every everyone you've yeah okay well well not everyone not, I've not seen, everyone but, but but you've seen this a I've lot. seen it a lot. Um, Do they ever ask you about the effects on their sex life? Absolutely, it was one of the biggest questions when I was working at this particular supplement shop. I won't say the name okay. just for obvious reasons, but. Um, <laughs> One of the main things from the layman that would come in, uh, a lot of them would ask for steroids. Steroids being trying to get purchased at a supplement shop was one of the most frequent questions really? that I would get. Yes, from people who shouldn't be asking for steroids, so to speak. Out of shape people, uh, right. that sort of thing. Basically, just because they're drinking the Kool-Aid. They're... Don't they even realize that it's going to have a, a, like this effect on Absolutely their sex life? Absolutely not. Not no. even the slightest. No, they're thinking about what's going to make my muscles bigger. What can I do to... Put zero effort in and get the maximum return, and wow. that's about it. That's the that's the base idea behind the non-athlete taking steroid. Right, but they they, they don't even realize it's going to it could potentially ruin their sex life. Most well, of them, though. Xavier, what you in as a pro MMA um, fighter, like in your yeah. industry, do you see that? Well, obviously, a lot of guys use in uh, professional sports, but uh, I've known guys that are not in MMA taking steroids and have had problems with erections, for example. Some guys they, I do work they talk with, about it with well, you? Well, some guys I work with are open about it. You know, Really? Some, well, steroids can make guys emotional, right? Yes, So they can have true. some nervous breakdowns sometimes and just open up and be like, well, you know, I used to, to, to do steroids and uh -huh. this and that. And I knew this guy that I worked with uh, couldn't get a boner. Mm -hmm. So he had to take, he had to go see a doctor. You can use the word erection. Erection, <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> such guys, such guys. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he had to go see a doctor and uh, get prescribed stuff and and things like that. And it was embarrassing. I want, can, uh, so, can it be reversed, Matt? Um, from what can I've seen, yeah. quite honestly, no. Really? Yeah. So I have uh, known a lot of people who have taken steroids and, at my age, I'm 20. Uh, oh my God, how old am I? I'm 26 years old, uh -huh. right? I was about to say 20, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I'm 26 years old, and I know guys my age who it's uh, part and parcel. If they take steroids or if they buy steroids, they're going to buy a stack of Cialis at the same time. Oh, wow. It's, yeah, it's part and parcel. Wow. Yeah, that's absolutely. So, and it's so very, very, very common. The second most common drug, apart from any type of variation of steroid, whether it be an actual anabolic steroid or a SARM. A SARM is kind of like a, a soft core precursor, um, a precursor if you want to get super basic into the explanations between yeah. differences between the two. But if you're getting it, it's almost guaranteed the next question is cause. do you have uh do you right. have a prescription or do you have access wow. to cialis or viagra josh as a new as a, a nutritional guy and and someone who helps people th through healthy living like how often do people ask you if this is safe yeah so i actually transitioned from a personal trainer to a wellness coach mm -hmm. and even online through doing facetimes or like uh skypes you have people break down a lot easier than in person and be able to say things like this and come to you and so i was they surprised share that stuff i even said to you earlier i had a 19 year old come to me a month ago Okay. Right? And I don't even do wellness coach anymore, but he saw that I post that kind of stuff and he just felt like it was the time to talk about it. So he, this 19 year old had sexual problems. Yeah. And due I'm not going to gonna say the gym I used to work at also, but the gym I used to work at <laughs> is probably like the most steroid used gym probably in Quebec. I right think now. a lot of gyms are. Yeah. I think that that's the, I think that that's common uh, across the board. If you ask me, and it's mm -hmm. like when you see all the, especially the gyms that have all the, the, 
the big bodybuilders, body like body yeah, the, not not your average gym that your average person goes to, but but it's quite sure. ironic because these guys they're taking steroids, they're abusing, and at the same time it gives them a boost, like you said, a confidence in yeah. sexuality, right? So they get they're more horny, they they want to have more sex, but, but at the same working. time it's not working. So it's <laughs> ironic. It's a funny situation. Yeah, it puts them in a in a bad situation. All right, I'm going to ask uh, these guys a question. So we've got in studio Josh Golden, Xavier Alawi, and Matt Rosniak, uh, all three from 360 Punch, a, a a boutique fitness center in the West Island that just uh, recently opened up. And I have to tell you, I'm quite achy right now as I'm talking to you because <laughs> you worked me hard. Absolutely. Um, but what I love about it is the the ability to punch punch bags <laughs> that that's a fun thing for me but anyway we'll we'll talk about that uh when we go to break and and we'll uh, share some of that information with our facebook uh viewers as well you can uh watch us on facebook at dr lori Batita or go to the cjd 800 facebook page um as well one of the things i wanted to ask you guys because i was reading an article about the uh the lies about sex uh you need to stop believing in other words all the things sex education did not teach you uh Unfortunately, and the question becomes uh, anything you wish you had learned earlier in your sex life. Josh, do you think about I'm that? up first? <laughs> I think it would be simply just how like we, we, we hear it. We see it in movies on media, but we don't really like engage with how mentally driven women are more than like us. Like we can be so much more physically and they're so much more um, mentally, more so even emotionally. Mm-hmm. So even just that. To start, like so it I, took you a while to recognize that. I feel like it could have given you a huge play, if anything, like when you were younger, right? So like when you're really young, you don't even think about that hormones are raging. You're just right. going to pure physical. But if you were able to tap into that side, I feel like your game would be a lot better, a lot younger, right? Your game. <laughs> it's all about the game. You know women better. You play the you, game, right? I hear you. Okay. As a kid, that's what it is, right? As, right. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. Matt, what do you think? Can we curse? No. No, <laughs> please don't. I'm glad you asked, but before do not. I, before I get into this, do not so curse. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to veer off a little bit. Um, so I actually think not, not being aggressive enough and not being taught that as a male, it's okay to be aggressive. And, what does that up mean until exactly? a certain extent, right? Up until a certain extent. So when I was growing up, it's much along the same lines as Generation Z. Um, the, the type of values that they had about sex and sex education, whereas it's very PC, right? It's very reserved as of now. I, I right, believe, right? That's like true. Modern, right now, yes. Right? Yeah. We're whereas, mm-hmm. um, now that now that I'm in a relationship of, of um, um, off the market, so to speak, um, <laughs> you, you start to learn. <laughs> you, start, you start to learn about um what women actually want, right? Okay. In terms of their partner. I don't mean aggressive like anything in terms of sexual assault or anything right, like right. that and harassment, of but I mean not. in terms of being, of course not. Being right? assertive. You being mean. assertive, mm-hmm. right? Okay. That type of deal. Um, I'm not sure if that's where you were going with the question. Well, but that, in terms, it's whatever you learned, like it, whatever you thought was missing from... Well, uh, well, well what does education mean then, right? I mean, well, I like, where'd you get your sex education from? Are you, your guess is as good as mine. Can't even you, remember it. Really? Yeah, for sure. Have you just... Is yeah, it? you just you porn. <laughs> yeah, great, much. great. So pornography. Felching. Shout out porno. Yeah. Shout so out por- felching. So so pornography. <laughs> That's where you learned everything. Um, more or less, yeah, because I can't remember any other source, especially wow. from a formative yeah, age, at least joke. like, 
yeah. Did you grow up here, Xavier? Yeah, I grew up here. I'm born and raised in Montreal. Okay. And um, yeah, so my sex education, I got it in school. Like you did get else. it, yeah, but it's not school. like everyone else. And a lot of a lot of people did not get their oh, sex yeah. education. All right, so yeah. I got you it. You got it. Yeah, I got it. I think even in uh, element, no, in high school, high school, right in uh, high school. in grade seven. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that unfortunately, it's mostly about biology. Mm-hmm. When they teach us, yes, you know? exactly. So uh, you end up with a lot of surprises sometimes, right? That's kind of what I was trying to get at, right? It's the difference between education, like is bio, is sexual biology, learning the biology of sex education. Exactly. Why yeah. should I care? You know, I mean, right. like, the, what about the emotional side? What about the pleasure side? What about the which is basically the whole thing? Side? Mm-hmm. What about right? the healthy relationship side? Yeah. Right. No, no, absolutely. Well, coming up, I'm going to share with uh, you gentlemen uh, what are some of the uh, the things, the myths that are out there that sex ed did not teach you guys uh, or some of us anyway, which uh, unfortunately leads to a lot of misconceptions um, about sexuality. So I'll do that. This is our millennial panel tonight. Uh, we have Josh Goldman, a fitness and nutrition specialist, Xavier Elawi, a professional MMA fighter, uh, Matt Rosniak, a retired pro MMA fighter and a brown belt in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So we'll talk to them. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Straight talk that's all-inclusive. Passion with Dr. Lori. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. Tonight, it is our millennial panel. We have uh, a room full of mixed martial artists here from 360 Punch. Uh, In studio with us, Josh Goldman, who is now a fitness and nutrition specialist. Uh, Xavier Alaoui, who is a professional MMA fighter. Mm. Still, and off-air, we were just talking about MMA and uh, why they get this punched-up ear funny looking ears <laughs> so i learned a whole lot uh you can watch us on facebook live as well if you go to my page or the cjd 800 uh, facebook page and you'll watch us interact uh, in between segments as well matt rosniak is here also he's a also retired uh pro mma fighter and uh, a brown belt in uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu these mm-hmm. three guys got together and uh, came up with a concept for a boutique uh, fitness center which is uh great started training there and i'm loving it because it's a short training Mm. It's intense, super intense. She's killing Um, it. (laughs) You can see all the photos and videos (laughs) on Facebook posted there. But it's a lot of fun. But we are here to talk about sex and relationships since even as athletes and as all kinds. I mean, you're millennials. I'm sure you all worry about these things. So before the break, we were talking about what you didn't learn uh, from sex education or where you got it. And you came up with some good ones that you only can't, got the physiology and nothing else. And the rest of it came from pornography. Well, yeah, yeah, was I'm, that I'm, a good place to, that, that to was, get it? The all, that was the worst place to <laughs> yeah, get okay, it. Okay, good. I mean, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> it's like, uh, I mean, well, you're going to figure out the biology while you're doing it. There's no rocket science to this. You, yeah, you, right. You put it in, and then. <laughs> well, <there it> <laughs> okay. Crudely, I think I hope sex is far more than that for your girlfriend's sake. I mean, Matt, really? Okay. I mean, I <laughs> I'm gonna have to call her after. Uh, some of the things, though, some of the myths that have come out of this is, and that we grew up with, is that men should be ready to go anytime, anywhere. Absolutely As if right. Men are not allowed to have low desire. Absolutely ever. not. No, because it, it's a sign of low testosterone. So in the uh, well, not always. Pecking well, order, well, what about what if you'd you're be stressed? The barrel. I'm sorry. Well, what if you're stressed? What if uh, you're anxious? What if other things are going? You're not allowed to have low desire. Well, do you happen. want to be attractive? 
<laughs> so you're saying you have it's almost like the pressure to always have absolutely okay. i mean as a as a woman you have certain um societal pressures you have to do your makeup right if you didn't you would never do your makeup you have to dress a certain way men have the exact same um societal pressures but in a completely different direction right most most of the time we don't have to put emphasis on how we look i mean um if you if that's your thing if you're a metrosexual then by all means go mm -hmm. for it right but um more so it's the character the male character that that's being judged upon by mm -hmm. by society right so, so if you're not ready to go then uh well but that's kind of sad because if what if you're not hmm. what if you're not and yeah. then you know then you're you, like you say you the, there's the fear of being judged by partners yeah right. if you yeah. don't feel like it we always see this in um tv shows right and uh TV series where girls are laughing at a guy, for example, in between each other because what he didn't get it up or stuff like that. Right. So, okay. Yeah. But, but why does it exist in the first place? Well, there are many, many reasons for yeah. uh, for low desire. But we're talking about sure. occasional low desire. It's not okay. You know, we're it, the whole myth is that men are always ready and willing and should get it up at at, at a moment's notice, which is ridiculous. Because that's not the way real life works. I well, think it's ridiculous yeah. now more than ever with all the stresses we're under. Yes. Stress being the biggest thing. Again, always going back to the mental, which is mm -hmm. why we created this facility, right? Side note. <laughs> but that, that's really Shameless what it comes plug. down to. For real, that's yeah. pretty much what it comes down to. It's having that desire and having that confidence. To but I, I think you're right when you say, especially millennials <laughs> today, I think are under a lot of oh, pressure man. and stress to succeed, to to. To, um, expectations. Yeah, there are certain expectations to build. Sure. Uh, I, I see a lot of millennials like getting into new businesses yes. and starting businesses are it's always stressful. Sure. It's always stressful. You don't know yep. how it's going to go. And so certainly that has to impact your level of sexual desire 100%. at the end of the day. For sure. So that was one myth. Another one is if you don't orgasm, it's not really sex. Can you have sex without having an orgasm? I feel like that happens more often than it happens with orgasms for people. Right? Really? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm asking like, you. When when it does happen, as bad as this is, because it'll happen so often with women, right? It's it, it, it'll it'll be a, a not a regular occurrence, well, but it happens with women yes, a lot of the times. That they can't, yeah, do that or they, they don't. that they just mm -hmm. can't for whatever reason, right? Uh, when I feel as a man, and this is this is so wrong to say, but I feel <laughs> as a man, if I don't finish during sex, if I don't come, I'll feel cheated. You feel cheated. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, and there's no reason for me to. You can be honest, Matt. You know, I know, but I mean, I've, I've had expectations. No, but um, it, it's weird. Obviously, the, it, it shouldn't. there should be a, a level playing field. But if you're asking how I feel. I'm asking you how you feel. Uh, it's okay. But I it's feel. just that there's an expectation, too, that Absolutely. that's the only sex that matters. Counts. Well, what I do think you think is it? Also, it's easier for men to climax than for women, right? Yeah. So Definitely. Like, facts. So, yes, but, yeah. but what if... I don't know, you're tired or you drank too much or yeah. something happened and you just, it's okay, you don't have to. Like, is it, you know, in, in one's head, do you act, act, it won't be over until it's over kind in, of thing. Unless you want to get blue balls, right? Yeah. Well, for guys, again, guys not that. necessarily. Guys get that. But okay. you know what? I'll even Let's, say that's a myth because for, yeah. for all the times that that's happened, I've never had blue balls in my there life. There you go. Oh I've God. never in my See, life had blue balls. I think, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. You're blessed. Yeah, but that doesn't, but again, I think that's a big myth too as if you, oh, if you don't, if you don't, orgasm that one time you say oh don't don't let me not orgasm i'm gonna get blue balls it's not so, true so it's like a way of like 
like conning the other yeah. person into this. Like, yeah. finish me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's go. There's, there's actually some crazy Kundalini stuff that talks about how like you're supposed to hold Whoa. it in. Right? As a guy, you're actually supposed to hold Whoa. it in. That's how you gain power and you actually like we just took a turn power. south. Oh, 100%. Well, there's a, a movement. What's that called again? Oh, no, my, my brain is a, a brain fart. Um, when Edging. Edging. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. a whole thing called edging, which is yeah. getting to the end, pulling back, pulling going back, to, yes. going to, and doing this for a very long time. Oh, yeah. that's so. T- I'm exhausted <laughs> listening to that. Are you serious? All right, that's not for you, Matt. All I have right. a job. Uh, this is our millennial <laughs> panel. We have Josh, Xavier, and Matt in studio with us. Um, another myth, something that we don't learn in sex ed, is that sexual infidelity happens because something is missing in the relationship. So uh, talking about um, how we think about people who are unfaithful, it, this, we automatically almost jump to the conclusion that, oh, your relationship must not be good or there's something missing in the relationship. Mm. Would you agree with that statement or disagree with that statement? Well, nowadays, I think that there's all kinds of relationships, especially now in 2019. Mm-hmm. So there's open relationships, yes. there's uh, committed ones, yeah, there's, all, there's kinds. all kinds. now. So yeah. I mean, people are all different. So obviously most people feel like sex is an intimate thing that should only be shared with one with your loved one. Others feel different about it. So anything really goes as long as you talk about it. Yes, well it's I not mean not about infidelity then. Right. Well, it depends, right? Both partners need to agree on what infidelity is. Well, that's not it. That's yes. consensual non-monogamy. Exactly. We actually have a word for it now. Yes. <laughs> well, there you go. Both need to agree on it and then Yeah. So let me put it to you this way. So if I were to ask you, is it cheating if you verbally flirt with another man if you were married? It verbally, well, it depends so, what the purpose of, if the flirting was, the purpose of flirting was to seduce someone else, then it's wrong. If it's a question of being flirtatious or charming or what have you, um, and my and I would do it in front of my partner. Whatever I would do in front of my own partner, yeah. I don't consider that mm, wrong. Yeah, that's actually like good. That's a very good way to put it. I was I trying to walk you that. to a trap, but this is very. <laughs> oh, you so, are yeah, mean, I was. Matt. I know I'm very mean. Put <laughs> same, a microphone in front of me. At the same horrible. time, I feel like there's a very fine line between like feeling like that and then actually committing, right? Like people can get really close to feeling like, okay, now I'm going to take it a step further and make this more than just flirtation, where it could be going towards that, but they could not even be like acknowledging it is, you know, in that way. Well, they're fooling themselves sometimes. Yes. No, no, no. You can you yeah. can tread on very uh, mm-hmm. thin yeah, nice. ice sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Gray writes: Millennial men are still are also still from that men don't cry, men can't show weakness generation. Even with the change in opinions and new optics on men's mental health, it's still ingrained in you. So, is that something that? You well, would agree I, I with? mean, the demographic that you're asking right now is going to say yes because yeah, we're three sure. cage fighters. Sorry, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could say that, but I know a lot of I know a lot of millennials that will disagree. I know a lot of Gen Z, which is the uh, millennium after millennials, mm-hmm. so they were born around mm-hmm. the actual millennium, mm-hmm. will disagree. Um, I personally know my my girlfriend's little brother. Um, I'll spend time around. Right them and uh you you can tell you can tell that there's there's different values coming up we'll uh ask the guys the millennial panel here about uh performance anxiety it's sex out loud and you're welcome to listen in passion on cjad 800 
Tonight, it's our millennial panel having a lot of fun with these guys. Uh, Josh Goldman, a fitness and nutrition specialist. Xavier Alawi, a professional MMA fighter. And Matt Rosniak, a retired pro MMA fighter and a brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I think it's the first time I've had, like, besides having football players and all football panel, that I have other types of athletes and, and a bunch of fighters, like, right in front of Ooh. me. It's a little scary. Um, but you're not that scary, actually. You're, <laughs> we're, you're, we're okay. you're good coaches. You're good coaches. Thank you. I can I can at least vouch because I've it. taken the classes. <laughs> <laughs> all these, these guys all started uh, a, a fitness, a, a boutique fitness center called 360 Punch. A couple of texts have come in. I will be sick. 60 in a few weeks, I'm in great shape. I have highs and lows, can do it all day, every day for weeks. Then other times mm. for a while, we'll have zero drive. Girlfriend says I'm like a teenager. I wear her out. Mind you, sometimes dysfunction kicks in. And, and you know, my uh, first intercourse was at 12 years old. Oh, oh my nice. goodness. Whoa. Mm. Um, another one says, what a crock. I have great testosterone levels as per my endocrinologist, and I've had testosterone replacement therapy, and sometimes CRT. I'm yeah, not therapy. in the mood. Uh, remember Mr. Roper, not tonight, Helen, I have a headache. Yeah. Uh, so again, huh? you, even if your testosterone, cause that's what he was commenting on what you were saying, mm. Matt, uh, about, it's not just about testosterone. It could be so many other factors that interfere with it. But one big issue that I've noticed in your age group, in terms of, a, as a therapist, mm. I have more men coming to see me in the under thirties that have erectile dysfunction due to performance anxiety. I want to know, do guys talk to each other at all about their difficulties? No. No. We, no. no? I guarantee you I've never had someone tell me he's had, he's had problems unless like, yeah, I, barely. Like, okay. So it's yeah. not something no. that people talk about. Um, I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to have to agree because even at this age, I know people who are ridiculed within my uh, yeah. circle of friends, with my larger circle of friends for having well-known erectile dysfunction um, issues because of steroid use for this particular okay. person that I'm thinking okay. of. Okay. So, yeah. so they would talk about it because of the, they had something to blame. They had something right? to blame, but it's obviously not something that they're going to be talking about their friends. Hey, what's, what's some good treatment for me not getting it up anymore? It's just, it's not going to happen. Right. But the, there's a lot of men out there, a lot of young men who experience occasional erectile dysfunction. It's normal. Everyone has. Okay. Everyone I'm, has. I'm glad to hear you yeah. say that, Everyone. that it doesn't always work, but there's a panic when that happens in young men, there's yes. a panic. And then that panic leads to further erectile dysfunction. Like, oh my goodness, what just happened? Why Why didn't it work? And then it just, the next time it's like, oh, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. What if it doesn't happen? And then it creates a self-fulfilling mm -hmm. prophecy. Why is this seem to be so much more common in guys your age? I I have to think that those guys aren't in relationships the reason why is because there's going to be less performance anxiety if you know that you're going to get it again in a certain amount of time, right? So I'll I'll just say that the two times that, that jump out at me where I had performance anxiety, uh, specifically the one that you're talking about, mm -hmm. uh, I was single. The reason why I had performance anxiety is whether I had feelings towards this particular girl or whatever, um, I was just trying to smash, didn't matter. The fact that I was single and I knew I wasn't going to be guaranteed... Uh, sex later on that week, later on that day, um, you put pressure on yourself. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Really, Absolutely Matt? guaranteed. I will second that I'm by saying... Okay. <laughs> I'm a stud. I will second Matt by Go. saying that, um, yeah, 
I've heard, like I've said, yeah, you were asking me, and I said, oh, well, you know, some people told me. I've heard that guys having sex with a girl for the first time usually could, yes. that could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when that's it's the quite first common. time because they're expected yeah. mm-hmm. to perform. Uh, men are usually expected to be performers during sex mo- right. more than women. Right. And that's the problem. Yeah. It's that expectation. It's another thing that we need to to uh, change in terms of our perceptions, men and women, because it's those expectations that women are raised to expect that kind of mm-hmm. behavior or that, that men should not. Like, they take it personally. It's like, mm-hmm. why didn't you get it up? Like, is it me? Do you not like me? Mm-hmm. Are you not turned on by yeah. me? When all it was was maybe I'm tired Maybe something else was going on yeah. that day, which is normal, that that right? Or the neighbors watching. Josh, what do you say? I love that you said that earlier also, that it's more mental now more than ever. And it's really about these stresses and everything else just piling up and not feeling like you can just... Yeah. And and it, it, you have to be able... It, it has to be okay and without now you interpreting it saying, oh, gee, I have ED now. Yeah. I need Viagra. Yeah, it's more just like a mental uh, mind dump they need. They need to let everything go. It needs to yeah. be more of like a, a separation than... Well, Quite. letting everything go in your yeah. head, I think. And women women suffer from that more, just not obvious because, sure. you know, they don't, you don't have the obvious sign of it. But for women too, in order to be able to be aroused, orgasm, they have to have a, they have to empty their mind of all the worries yes. and everything else. So if women can worry, men can worry too. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Yep. But yet we put all this pressure on men and men put pressure on themselves thinking they have to be a certain way. Do you think porn has an, uh, any uh, influence on that, Matt? 100%. So like almost 100% of my sexual education was done through porn. So I'll tell you right now, if we're going into, if we're going into the nitty gritty, yeah, if we're, okay. we're going to get dirty on here, <laughs> are we going to get passionate? We're going to get passionate, right? Um, I'm the performer in the bedroom. Okay. Like, like I find it uncomfortable when the woman performs for me, okay. catch my drift, right? Well, you want to be the the you want to be the dominant one, always on top. Okay, yeah. So you're the dominant. <laughs> one. Oh, we didn't no, even get like, to the no. favorite position of the millennials. No, but no, but like <laughs> it, it's it. It's unconscious. It's something that's completely un- yeah. It's it's wired into yeah. us well, in a way. Social. We're socialized that way. In a, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. No. Well, a, a, a little bit completely, right? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't necessarily have a choice. It's not like I can I can spin a dial and I want right. this position. This right, is my right. favorite. This one. is what. This yes. is how you feel the most comfortable. Yes, exactly. Like modified right. missionary is not my favorite position. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Reverse, like, reverse, 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 reverse missionary. Have you ever seen reverse missionary? Oh, we got a sneak peek. Pull that up, Look Jamie. it up. You guys should look it up. This is what happens when you got got three young men in studio who happen to be friends. It can get a little. I just want to say crazy. anybody who doesn't know what reverse missionary is should look it up. Look it yeah. up, definitely. All right, all right. Shout out reverse well, missionary. Well, people, people will look it up. Right, we have a, a couple of minutes left, so I want to just uh, be able to uh, get a little bit of a sense of where people can reach you, uh, and a couple of minutes on, or a couple of seconds on what it is that pe- you can offer uh, at the gym that you all are partners in. Yeah, Josh, so go we're ahead. really trying to offer punching for everyone, and by that we mean. That we're again open and welcome, welcoming of anyone and everyone looking to better themselves, and we can guarantee you that no matter what your fitness level is or what your goals are, we can find something. We have something in our facility for you that's made just for you. I was so impressed, by the way, when I was there a couple of times over the week, that there was a, a gentleman there, young gentleman, a blind gentleman yes. right, <laughs> that uh, Coach X here was was coaching through, and that was really mm-hmm. impressive. So you tailor it to everybody, and yeah. and. Uh, me, myself, who's almost 55, along with my girlfriend, uh, guy friend, we're all, we're well over 50 and we 
we're all training, yes, you know, and we're training yeah. with gloves and we're training. So it's a lot of fun. Like it makes not only you feel that, strong. Absolutely. Not only that, but there's also 20 year olds in the same class as you. That's right. right? Because yes. the workout is as hard as you make it essentially. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the difference between us and let's say uh, an orange theory fitness, where as you have your heart rate mon- plastered right on the monitor. Right. So, Let's say if you're not feeling up to par that day or if you're tired, if you're X, Y, Z reasons, right. you're not feeling like pushing to 100%. You're not going to be shamed for it. Right. You, exposed, adapt, you adapt to it. Especially yeah. and exactly what we've been talking about before yeah. with men wanting to perform. Yeah. Well, um, very good. I have a couple of texts here. Dr. Laura was watching PBS and the subject was GMOs in food and it apparently is causing erectile dysfunction in men at a much younger age. Josh, you're, as a nutrition guy, have you heard this at all? About GMOs, yeah, I've not of heard crazy this. Stuff about GMOs. Yeah, yeah, but you think it can be causing erectile dysfunction? I mean, wouldn't it be more rampant because pretty much everything is GMO yeah. these days? I think, I th- yeah, I think you can say GMO causes a whole bunch of problems and issues. But like, regardless, I think it all should just go back to what you said before. I think it really is mostly mental, and it's really just that mental release mm-hmm. people need and are looking for more than anything. Yeah, exactly. So keep healthy. Yes. Keep always. your mind healthy, mind healthy and your and body foremost. healthy. Yes. All of that uh, together. So where can people find you exactly? Give us all your social media handles. At 360 Punch. That's the number one. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. You could do at Coach Josh. You could do at Muay Thai Matt. You could do at Breadman MMA. That's all of our personal handles. That's but at Coach Budwell. At Coach Budwell. Coach Excuse Budwell, B U D W. Ah, just look for 360 Punch. <laughs> You're not going to remember all that stuff. That's right. Indoor Val, West Island, exactly. right right off the 40. It's re- really easy to get to. Well, thank you guys so thank much. That's so really much. fun. Thank you, Dr. And I hope one day you will be back uh, with us of on our course. Millennial Panel. I had a lot of fun with you guys. Thanks to Liz for handling the camera. Yes, thank you. On thanks, Facebook tonight. And thanks to all of you for tuning in and for your texts. Uh, thank you to our technical producer as well, uh, Brian Callisar. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. Coming up next on CJD, the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. Hey girl, tap your feet.